Today's show, we have Frederick Haga, the CEO and co-founder of Dune Analytics. We're going to discuss details about the project, funding, team, and crypto data. Frederick, let's start by giving us some background about yourself, please. Yeah, so I'm Frederick. I'm from outside of Oslo, Norway. I'm an economist by education, but always been very interested in technology and really fell down the crypto rabbit hole a few years ago. Love the intersection of like deep questions around economics and finance and trust and all the whole, how the whole system works coupled with really mind-blowing technologies so to me that was just like the perfect intersection of, of those two worlds and yeah beyond that i'm a freestyle skier and a hip-hop fan yeah that's cool so i guess you know what uh, what was the problem that you seen in the market that initiated the start of dune so me and my co-founder started dune almost exactly three years ago today and back then the, the whole industry was very small right and and, and kind of crude so you'd come off the 2017 hype um people were building but like there were practically no sort of dApps being used. It was only tokens. Um, and like Etherscan, for instance, had no sort of granular data on what was actually happening in these transactions, just like ETH going from A to B. So we understood, and we had built in our previous uh, sort of uh, positions at a big company, we did build some prototypes and played around with the technology. And we realized that if people are going to build products um, on these systems, which we very much believe was going to happen, um, they're going to have to understand their product metrics in the same way that like traditional startups do on the web with Amplitude or Google Analytics or, or some of these tools. So that was kind of the starting point that we saw that people are going to build and people are going to have to understand their products and users. Um, and, and they're going to need convenient data tooling to, to get into that. And then, of course, sort of there are some uh, unique dynamics and uh, uh, attributes to to crypto and crypto data, uh, with the whole thing being open. Um, so this was actually something we realized after starting the company and starting to clean up the data and kind of trying to sell access to some of this. We realized that hey, it's actually way more powerful if we embrace uh, the openness and drive the openness of this data as opposed to sort of trying to close it off um, and sell access to it. So so we sort of shifted a little bit and and said like hey, let's really spread this data f far and wide. Um, as opposed to trying to sort of close it up. And, and that's kind of what le led us to, to the Dune product today, which is um, this open tool that anyone can leverage, anyone can access all the crypto data. There's no limits um, and you can really do arbitrary analysis with the SQL, uh, SQL on top of um, the blockchain data in a very sort of clean way um, with also collaboration at the core where uh, you actually can see what everybody else has been doing and you get this amazing aggregation of, of insights in the space um, as opposed to like a sort of closed approach that, that you would sort of see in traditional finance um, where everything that happens with the data is by default siloed. Uh, on Dune and in crypto, it's by default open, which is extremely exciting. So everyone who's, I guess, kind of pitched the open and transparency of everything over the years, you're, you're kind of actually bringing that, aggregating it and bringing it to an interface where everyone could view that based on how they query it. Yeah, so we're, we're making this a practical reality. Uh, you can think of it in kind of the same way as uh, Etherscan, where like anyone could in theory run a blockchain node and sort of verify this themselves, right? But at the end of the day, you need to be an engineer and there's like, you need to be very sophisticated and have a lot of time to actually do this. Um, and essentially in the same way, Etherscan allows anyone to see sort of what, what transactions happened. We allow 
anyone to see, hey, what, what volumes actually went through these applications and how many users do they have and, and sort of where does this money actually flow on, on a more aggregate, aggregate sort of historical uh, level. What is, the, I guess, the size of your team and kind of where you guys located that are all working on this product? So we're, so we, so one year ago, it was only me and my co-founder. So we actually spent over two years as a two-person team, had very low burn rate and, and sort of we were very careful and, and, and had to make some really hard decisions. We had initially no money and then still like pretty, not that much money. And then, then we ended up raising uh, around about a year ago, a seed round. Um, so we started this year with four people and now we're close to 20. Uh, so we've been scaling pretty quickly this year. Our sort of product metrics and obviously the whole space has been crazily uh, hot and, and move, fast moving this year. So we're part of that. And uh, yeah, we're hiring remotely across Europe. We've, we've got some amazing folks. Um, and, and one of our, me and my co-founders key priorities right now is, is just scaling up the team and seizing the opportunity that's just getting big, bigger by the day. So I guess most, uh, or a lot of people got to ask is that if you're offering like an open source and free product to everybody, how do you guys hire out a team and, and stay in business? <laughs> yeah, no, good, good question. So our business model is not too dissimilar from GitHub, where uh, everything you do that contributes to others. And, and is so basically if you do something on Dune, it's open to the public and anyone else can utilize it. Um, if you want to sort of not have that contribution and not contribute to the community automatically with what you're doing uh, by keeping things private or exporting it um, to like your own uh, environment. Uh, that's essentially when we monetize and, and when we, we have a subscription fee. Got it. Yeah. And is there a, you know, from a use case, is that particularly more of a, a larger funds that want more proprietary data or reports that they're building that they don't want open to the public? Yeah. So, so that could typically be investors. We have a lot of, in, sort of various types of funds as customers and, and to some extent the team's building these products as well, if they want to have. And, and what's nice about Dune is that you can like both have something public and something private sort of uh, very easily switch between, between the two. Um, and that, so a lot of folks in this space do want to have data open and kind of whether that's just because you have a community that care about the data or because you want to, you know, be a thought leader or do some research and, and showcase like all the cool stats you're, you're providing. Right. So, so as an investor as well, like you can get a lot of credit and, and attention for being out there on Dune and, and creating good stats, but also of course, maybe you have some core, uh, sort of research that you're doing that you want to keep private. Um, and then you can sort of do both easily and switch between the two. Recently, you guys raised a, a round, correct? That was publicly announced? Yep. Can you tell us more about that? For sure. So yeah, we did a seed round in um, about a year ago in September, um, $2 million. Um, and then we were first and foremost focused on, on keep shipping and then building out uh, our team. Then we, we did it like a whole new version of our application actually in, in Q1. That's a very intense project, built the whole thing from scratch. And then just throughout the, the sort of uh, winter and early spring, traction was good and, and uh, we had a lot of inbound investor interest. So we actually decided pretty sort of uh, on, uh, suddenly that we wanted to, to do the round. Um, and we actually ended up doing the whole thing in, in one week, which was pretty crazy. So we decided on a Friday uh, that we wanted to do it. By the Tuesday, we had a few offers. And then by the Friday, um, we signed a term sheet with, with the USV that ended up leading the round. So that was pretty bonkers. And stark contrast to like the, the first 250K we raised, we spent like seven months doing uh, <laughs> and, and had like no salary. And it was just like really, really hard back in 2018. So um, yeah. There's a lot of new uh, investors that came in. Were they already users of the product and under, 
understood the growth and that's kind of what why that happened so quick? Yeah, I think um, definitely sort of become a bit of an industry standard and uh, most investors use Dune to assess investment cases for their own purposes. So that's, of course, like a huge benefit that both sort of your people are aware and also have used the product themselves and understand what, what's going on. That definitely helps. And also undoubtedly sort of more traditional venture investors are now uh, absolutely sort of interested in getting exposure and in, into the crypto space. Uh, while only like a year ago, that was uh, not really the case. Um, and only sort of crypto specific funds would, would do crypto deals to, first and foremost, at least. So can you break down some use cases for the listeners? Meaning uh, probably a lot of people might not have used Dune, but they own mm -hmm. crypto or they're looking to invest in crypto. You know, mm -hmm. what are some best use cases in utilizing it, the software? Yeah. So one thing is kind of this product metrics across categories uh, or for a specific category. So take decentralized exchanges, aka DEXs. So on Dune, you can go to a dashboard that's free and, and publicly accessible, uh, where you can see the trading volumes of all the major exchanges built on Ethereum. Um, and you can see that live from the blockchain. Um, so you can see market share, for instance. So you, if you're looking to invest in a token that gives you exposure towards one of these uh, systems, you can actually see how they're faring in the marketplace, um, how much traction they have, their growth, uh, their, their market share and, and number of users and so forth. So that's one, one type of use case. Um, another one is uh, more specific for, for one project. Um, so that could be a DAO or, you know, Uniswap, uh, one specific project where they break down all the metrics. Um, and that can be very detailed uh, around user retention and, and things that sort of in a traditional world, only actually like the CEO and product people of that organization would have access to. But there you can actually see deep down into the product um, for each and every uh, product built built on Ethereum, which is pretty mind-blowing because if you think about, say, something like like Facebook, like how much would it be worth to have like Mark Zuckerberg's dashboards <laughs> for, for, for Facebook, right? That'd be extremely valuable. Uh, and, and instead of getting these like quarterly PDF things uh, with like severely aggregated and arbitrary and lagging information, you can actually just like see live how they're doing, what's the engagement um, and, and so forth. And essentially that's what we're enabling here. And it's all publicly compounding. So if someone else did it, you don't have to do it like someone did it, but it's also remixable. So you can like go ahead and, and copy it and fork it and, and create your own version and modify it, um, which makes it insanely powerful. And another very interesting use case we've seen recently is building actual financial statements with Dune. So you would see like a, revenues, costs, like PNL statements, balance sheets. Um, and all of this is feeding live from the blockchain, which is pretty mind blowing. Uh, it looks like a traditional financial report, except that it's, it's real time and it's remixable and it's like uh, accessible for anyone to see. Um, and, and this is uh, huge uh, and still sort of early, but, but this stuff you, you can do on the end and, and some projects like uh, MakerDAO and uh, Nexus Mutual and um, have some of this uh, with, with and, and for MakerDAO, there's a guy named Sebastian that, that actually works at MakerDAO that does this. For Nexus Mutual, there's a community member named Elias that actually does this. Um, so that's pretty mind blowing that a person outside of the organization itself building this product actually do these financial systems, uh, financial statements for them. Can you give us a, a simple breakdown of how you guys actually aggregate that data and display it in real time? Um, yeah, so we pull all the data from Ethereum nodes or sort of whatever uh, system we might integrate with. Um, uh, we put it into a database. Uh, we have processes that 
uh, clean this data up. So instead of like a blockchain is a computer essentially, right? So the data that runs there is very low level. So what we do is like convert it back into what's more similar to the actual code that was that was written. Meaning that you would have a table in Dune that says trades um, and you can see like trader A, trader B um, and you can sort of get human readable uh, data for what's happening. And then we have uh, this interface and sort of query execution layer where you can go in, write some SQL code, which pulls the data and you can do whatever sort of digestion of the data that you prefer, you get a result. Um, and then we have uh, visualization tools. So you can build charts, bar charts or pie charts or tables and all of these different things um, to help visualize and, and follow that data over time. So in building these financial statements, I guess people are kind of like taking the, uh, building their own hypothesis of like a cash flow type scenario with certain tokens and, and trying to determine the valuation, I assume. Yeah, so so more of, several of these uh, uh, systems have, um, like fees and already generating revenues like, like MakerDAO, which is pretty significant already. So then you just simply take the revenue and, and they also, I think, pay all their employees in DAI in their token or the stablecoin. Um, so then you actually see on chain as well, the, the actual costs of, of running that operation. So then you just put that together. And as, as you're saying, what you can also do, of course, then is like benchmark this, uh, say you, you get a revenue number and then you can do also Sort of the MKR price and put that together, and then you have like a PE ratio, but it's like real time. <laughs> so, so <laughs> the moment something happens, like you both have the, the price of the asset and the sort of underlying revenue that it's uh, more or less a claim on. Yeah. So, you think with this type of transparency, real time data, we'll ever see the uh, governments utilizing these type of blockchains for the uh, uh, their financials, so we could criticize them? Or, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, uh, I'm, I'm sure they use it to criticize the, the folks in crypto, but uh, <laughs> but yeah, no, I, on a serious note, I think it's like. This is uh, obviously like blockchains are uh, very, very exciting sort of new types of financial systems. And I think there's just a whole range of second order effects that are still very much under appreciated or not understood fully uh, quite yet. Um, and, and these being some early examples of just how insanely powerful and, and much stuff is going to be enabled uh, beyond like just the actual transactions and what you do with these tokens or whatnot, but, but what sort of how you can actually help Sort of drive transparency and, and sort of interaction with government uh, and sort of ton of different ways by, by actually uh, opening up the data like this. Um, no, I agree. There's going to be people that, uh, especially with you know nonprofits, donations and so and so forth, that they have more transparency around it. I think they would be more apt to making certain donations, knowing exactly where it's going to. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. What other type of I guess you know what other type of dashboards might somebody use outside of what you already mentioned? So recently, obviously, like NFTs has been. Crazy uh, hype. <laughs> and, uh, so what's, so uh, I, I'm, I'm an investor, right? I, I want to get into NFTs. Maybe I have mm -hmm. a few NFTs um, mm -hmm. and I have, I want to, you know, I guess get some info or data so I don't feel like I'm oh. na naked jumping in. Well, you know, mm -hmm. what, what can we do? Yeah, so so there are people building, for instance, uh, so tracking of what the top uh, NFT traders are doing, uh, what they're buying. Um, so you can follow, you can see like, top traders and see, see their activity. You can follow specific projects and see the price. So obviously, since these are kind of by, by definition, um, non-fungible objects, uh, you end up, uh, sometimes it can be hard to like assess what is the current market price because like as there's yeah. like different types of assets, right? Not in the same way as a stock or a token. So that's also something you can track on you in uh, sort of the floor price, which is a typical thing people look at, like what's the cheapest uh, of this whole set of, of uh, an NFT collection, uh, what's the cheapest or sort of last selling price for any of these um, that you can track on Dune. 
so yeah, there, there are essentially a, a lot of different things you can look into. You can look into stable coins, how much dollars run on Ethereum. That's currently like $80 billion. I think there's about a hundred billion a week uh, traded. Uh, and if I remember correctly, I think PayPal does something like, like uh, slightly south of $30 million or billion dollars a week in trading volume. So basically you can see then that transactions in dollars on Ethereum is already three plus X of uh, PayPal volumes. Now, when it comes to some of the small caps, is there any data points that people should be looking at for like concentration of wallets or anything that might uh, affect price pretty dramatically or volat create volatility? Yeah, so um, I think one of the great things about Dune is that it's built with sort of community, uh, crypto community and sort of bottoms up uh, uh, first, as opposed to more like sort of institution first, if you will. Um, and what's exciting about that is that a lot of the long tail stuff is on Dune. Um, either true, you know, you can put in a token address and see the distribution and, and so forth. But you can also very often find actual sort of product traction metrics for sort of relatively obscure things because one of the first things they do is build a Dune dashboard to understand their product um, or a community member does it, right? So so there's actually an ocean of, of sort of smaller or sort of rising uh, projects that uh, you can find sort of surprisingly detailed information about on, on Dune. So for the first time users, it's best to create a login, get in the system and search for a dashboard in regards to their protocol or whatever they're looking for and see if it already exists before they have to worry about doing anything? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you, you don't even need a user. It's it's out there open for free for anyone to go on dune.xyz, uh, our website, and just look at it. And, and essentially, if you want to do some analysis yourself or favorite some stuff and keep it uh, for later, then uh, you can create a user. Um, but it's, yeah, it, it's like there's thousands and thousands of dashboards and, and uh, it's all out there. What is the knowledge and requirements to be able to build your own dashboard? So you have to know SQL or learn SQL and SQL. What's super exciting is that we have a ton of people learning SQL for, for and with Dune. Uh, so it's less complicated than most folks think. Um, it's like a lot, we see a lot of people without developer skills or backgrounds or anything like that doing like their first or some of their first coding uh, with Dune. Um, and so we have a bunch of tutorials and, and docs for getting started. Um, and we, we even see a lot of folks sort of learning this and then getting paid or even getting a full-time job in crypto through their Dune profile. Um, and we've kind of seen the same way that a developer could get hired by their GitHub profile. Like people in crypto do get hired by their Dune profile, um, even though if they're like, they don't have to be engineers at all. So we kind of abstract away a lot of the stuff that you would do as a developer. Um, and you just like write a few lines of code and then you get the results and like, there's no, nothing else to worry about. So. I highly encourage people that are curious and, and sort of want to get deeper into crypto data or the crypto space in general to sort of fork some queries, look at some tutorials, and then most people uh, can learn sort of the basics in a day or two. It's, it's really a lot more accessible than, than most people think. So if you're also managing a portfolio for yourself or a fund or whatever, maybe you, you may want to go in there and look for some of the profiles that actually have some of the best dashboards and then outreach directly to them to hire them to build what you need, right? That you could also do, <laughs> uh, absolutely. Uh, and we have like a bounty, uh, program thing as well. So if you like want to see something and you have you know thousand dollars or a few thousand dollars or something that you want to put towards making that happen, uh, it's as easy as submitting that in a form, and, and we have a community of creators um, oh, that could cool. help you out. So what do you, how are you guys differentiating yourselves from the other data providers, whether uh, Token Terminal, Nansen, Glassnode? It's definitely the community aspect. So the openness and allowing anyone to do this stuff uh, for free. So some of these others are usually have sort of significant parts of their product or all of their product behind the paywall. And um, also they 
are more hands-on. So sort of they have a narrower set of, of things you can look into. Uh, on Dune, it's all very open-ended. We, we bring sort of the ethos of, of the actual crypto space into the data layer and enable anyone to analyze anything and work together. So it really is like there are tens of thousands of that of queries uh, on Dune um, and it's growing exponentially. So um, essentially it's the openness and, and the community aspect that is the key difference between Dune and, and most of the other providers. Do you think there's anything that Dune does uh, excels at better than a lot of the other companies or? Like this openness allows us to be very fast when, when something is, is hot, um, like it uh, occurs on Dune very quickly because some community member will look into it. Uh, so there was a huge hype around loot uh, a couple of weeks ago. Uh, and then like, I literally joined the Dune Discord, uh, no, the, the loot Discord, like one minute later, someone posted the Dune loot dashboard, uh, just like out of the blue, like independent of me joining. But, but um, uh, I think that is really powerful that just embracing the community side allows us to go very fast and very far and, and sort of uh, deep with, with what occurs on Dune. What, what are the different blockchains that you guys currently cover to be able to get the data? So we currently support um, Ethereum Layer 1, Optimism, XSci, and Polygon. Uh, we're also working on more chains, uh, both in the EVM sort of sphere and, and others. So as, as these blockchains scale, this is becoming like an increasingly hard problem. So uh, <laughs> there's more data. It's uh, sort of getting it all to, to our users in a performant way is, is harder and harder. So that's something we're investing a lot in. And, and frankly, most of the sort of Series A money goes towards like hardcore data infrastructure stuff. And what we want to enable is for anyone to analyze across all of these systems easily. So not only sort of what's the activity on Uniswap on Ethereum and then like somewhere else, but just like across all the chains and layers, um, what happens and then easily benchmark something like Solana with Ethereum in like one place. Um, and this is a ton of complexity and, and hard engineering challenges that we're super determined to take on for the whole space and, and really enable this stuff for free conveniently for anyone. I got a few questions and I guess one is, uh, how do you, what is maybe like the length of time that people can realistically expect, you know, to bring that type of data on from a new chain and or compare against cross chain? Um, so, so sort of the time it takes to get the data on. Yeah. Like if you guys were to uh, integrate a new blockchain with your platform, how long does that expect? And you said maybe you might be able to compare uh, one blockchain to another, you know, what is, is that, you know, a three month, a six month, 12 month type of processor? Yeah. So we're, we're investing heavily in some new infrastructure to make this easier and better tooling around doing it. So, um, as I mentioned, like we've worked on a new version of our, our app and now we're kind of building also our whole sort of backend and data infrastructure, um, in a new sort of from, from this, from scratch again. So kind of moving out of what you can consider an MVP that we have initially. So we're currently it's, it's a piece of work, uh, but uh, we're rapidly getting towards a state where it's actually pretty trivial um, and we can sort of cope with all the data um, and also enable folks to sort of help themselves do this stuff. So yeah, it's, it's still like a lot of work to be done, but um, the exciting thing is that we can sort of take on this complexity for the whole industry and um, really make it easy for others to, to do this because we've done the hard work. And so what is the, uh, when it comes to expanding to the other blockchains, I mean, I guess, you know, is that still like a one month, a three month or a six month? Like what are the expectations kind of there? Like if you want to integrate Solana. So uh, 
it's a good expectation it's a, is that everything should have been there yesterday but uh, I, well, that's what the community wants but that's why i'd like to set the bar like hey you know it does take a few months it takes six months like um, so i guess how about you know what is the roadmap maybe look for look like in the next 24 months and what you guys look to integrate i mean in 24 months we we should support everything that has any any traction but i mean time timelines are always hard um and especially now that we're sort of building out new infrastructure to support all this stuff uh, the bottleneck has often been the actual sort of nodes and getting the data out in our experience. So uh, we need to like backfill everything that happened historically. And that actually has been like several months worth of, of just fighting with, with nodes. Um, so, I mean, it could be anything from one month to six months, depending on the complexity of the integration. And, and like, we're, we're very much all over the, these efforts and problems right now. Um, but it is, uh, it is hard. It is really hard. Um, and, uh, but luckily, like we will take on this, this complexity and hardship for, for the whole space. And then, uh, others can use Dune for free. How do you guys currently decide what are, what's priority to implement? Do you guys take in requests, votes? How does the process work? So we, we get a lot of requests and, and kind of from both the, the folks building these systems and our users and their communities. And basically the important thing for us is that there's data to analyze and someone wants to analyze it and look into it right so if someone's building there's a lot of building of applications and they produce data uh, and someone on the other side wants to actually look at that data and analyze it and have interest in it um that's when it's interesting for us to, to do integrations and then of course frankly there are a lot of things that we probably want to because like there's only the actual people building the um, the chain that that cares about this or pings us right um and that's doesn't sort of bring it to the top of our list, even though they have a lot of money and all that. Um, that's not like what's interesting. What's interesting for us is actual applications and users and communities that want to engage with the data. So I mean, is there any other key takeaways for anybody who might not be a programmer or have any experience as an analyst in investing in crypto and utilizing Dune? So I think first of all, just looking around and seeing what stats are out there. Uh, it's interesting. Look at the top creators, see at like the scoreboard and see, see what's happening. And then I definitely encourage folks to to just fork queries, like every, every query, every piece of analysis that you see on Dune, you can click fork, and then you have your own copy of that. Uh, and then you can just harmlessly change something and see like, what if I want to look at this for the last six months instead of three months? And you can just take baby steps initially. And then if you go on YouTube and, and our documentation uh, and find some tutorials, you, you, you can get like uh, some bits and pieces here and there. And suddenly you start to sort of see what, what you could, could do and, and, and become suddenly pretty in sort of realize how powerful this is. And often, of course, it's good to have like a, a specific thing that you might be, maybe want to figure out. Uh, so anytime you try to learn some programming, I think it's good to have a specific goal and achievement you try to want to do. Uh, so maybe if you have something that you're intrigued about, um, big or small, um, if that's just like, I want to see this data over a longer time horizon, or I want to, you know, slice it and like remix it a little bit, it could be it, or you have a whole new project uh, or something that you want to look into. And then you kind of try to, leverage what already exists for some other project and then uh, port that over to a new context with some other events or other type of product that you're analyzing. That is, you could always, yeah, fork, fork something and then utilize that query as a base and then change out with... Yeah, change some parameters. Yep. And... All right, so what, uh, I guess, you know, since you started Dune, has there any been like a best moment or maybe a moment where you realized you guys were doing things that you didn't see in the very beginning? Absolutely. Um, I think one of the coolest things is when people create things we haven't thought of. Um, that's the beauty of building like a, a tool and platform for others to, to utilize. And I think we keep realizing that there's so much that can be done that we have never thought about, but I will say one of these sort of epiphanies was 
the first time I saw one of these financial statements because there's like so much cool crypto native sort of dashboards and activity. Uh, but when someone sort of used Dune and sort of the crypto world and actually created like a traditional financial statement, um, that was kind of mind blowing because it really bridged, sort of bridged the gap between sort of the traditional world and the crypto world. Uh, but in this like, okay, it's real time. It's 100% sort of flexible and remixable. Um, it, it shows you like the core of these products live and these businesses. Um, and you can benchmark it against like the price of that asset. And just having this that you can send to folks in finance that have never sort of actually gotten interested in crypto and just say, hey, like here, here's a live financial statement for you. Um, that was pretty, pretty cool to, to make it so tangible for others as well. Um, is there anyone that sticks ones. out? Like uh, if someone goes and searches, is there anyone that sticks out that someone should check um, out? Yeah, I think this one, the one is called Maker Accounting. Accounting, um, And another one is um, Nexus Mutual Financials. So these are, I can send you the links and you can add it to show yep. notes maybe. But um, these are really, really cool. All right. Well, look, I think we covered most of everything and all the basics for anybody, you know, to be able to use Dune, find Dune, um, and, and kind of fork and get started. Is there anything else you'd like to add to this conversation today? I think in general, that's like a huge opportunity for people to to actually get an edge in this space because uh, the data is still, there's so much data out there, so much activity and so many opportunities to analyze this in novel novel ways. And I think it's still very, very early. So few people sort of actually look into this if you think about the actual values being transferred now and, and sort of the traction of the space. I'd say that sort of, it's a tremendous opportunity to get an edge, do something novel, get a skill set that few others have still. Uh, and really sort of drive this uh, space forward by by just going in there and analyzing. And it, it can take you maybe a day to get started. Um, and, and, and you would really be um, doing something new and powerful. So so I, I highly encourage people to go in and, and, and poke around and give it a go. Yeah. I mean, anymore, right? Uh, I think, especially in the crypto space, getting involved and doing something is ultimately the best education. You could always pop on the YouTube channel, right? And with a few videos, and between the both in a day, you could go down the rabbit hole, come back out and a new person, right? <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Um, right. And it's all compounding, right? You can plug into what other people are doing and, and it suddenly becomes very, very powerful when you understand how it's stitched together and, and where you could add your piece. Well, Frederick, I appreciate coming out today, uh, you know, share with our listeners, you know, uh, the domain, how they get hold of you or. Yeah. So our website is june.xyz. Um, I'm at Haga ETC. So. H-A-G-A-E-T-C, as in et cetera, um, on Twitter. Uh, you can find me there. Uh, we have a Discord channel and a Twitter at Dune Analytics um, where you can engage with, with us and, and the broader Dune community. So yeah, I think that's about it. All right, thanks for coming out today. My pleasure. Great talking. The Joe Roberts Show.